0: This podcast is for alcoholics that have a willingness to recover from their alcoholism by being taught and practicing the principles of the 12 steps as outlined in the Big Book and the 12 and 12 of Alcoholics Anonymous. My name is Ilya and I am an alcoholic. Page XIII, forward to first edition, first paragraph. We of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than one hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. To show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. For them, we hope these pages will prove so convincing that no further authentication will be necessary. We think this account of our experiences will help everyone to better understand the alcoholic. Many do not comprehend that the alcoholic is a very sick person. And besides, we are sure that our way of living has its advantages for all. page XXV from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, The Doctor's Opinion. First paragraph. We of Alcoholics Anonymous believe that the reader will be interested in the medical estimate of the plan of recovery described in this book. Convincing testimony must surely come from medical men who have had experience with the sufferings of our members and have witnessed our return to health. A well-known doctor, chief physician at a nationally prominent hospital specializing in alcoholic and drug addiction gave Alcoholics Anonymous this letter. The letter can be read in full from page XXV through XXXII. The letter was written by a friend of Alcoholics Anonymous. name was Dr. William Silkworth. Dr. William Silkworth was a highly regarded medical physician who worked in an institution that helped or tried to cure alcoholics, and he could not. The letter explains that he endorses AA and that The problem is beyond human aid. So this prestigious doctor is admitting that he has no solution other than the one outlined in this book publicly in a letter. Therefore, it's important to understand the opinion of somebody who has had experience working with thousands of alcoholics that he could not help. So, yes, it is an opinion, but it's based on an entire career of trying to solve the alcoholic problem. So, that being said, on page XXVI, there's a line that says, That the alcoholic of the the first paragraph of XXVI, there's a line that says that the body of the alcoholic is quite abnormal as his mind. So he's introducing us to the fact that this is a disease of the body and the mind, not one or the other, but both. Therefore, we have to understand how it affects us physically and mentally. And in order to do that, he describes what's involved when we take the first drink. If you go to page XXVII, the last paragraph, It states, men and women drink essentially because they like the effect produced by alcohol. The sensation is so elusive that while they admit it is injurious, they cannot after a time differentiate the true from the false. To them, their alcoholic life seems the only normal one. They are restless, irritable, and discontented unless they can again experience the sense of ease and comfort which comes at once by taking a few drinks, drinks which they see others taking with impunity. After they have succumbed to the desire again, as so many do, and the phenomenon of craving develops, they pass through the well-known spree stages of a spree, emerging remorseful with the firm resolution not to drink again. This is repeated over and over, and unless this person can experience an entire psychic change, There is very little hope of his recovery. So, he's explaining to us that we drink for the effect. Now, personally, when I first started drinking, I didn't really like the taste. Uh, I always put it down when I took sips uh, out of my father's wine glass or... Uh, a scotch that happened to be on the table from uh, an elderly person who drank scotch. I would try it and just be uh, repulsed by the taste. And then by the time I was uh, 15 and I managed to, um, to consume two Budweiser's, um, I was in love with the effect, never the taste, I grew to like the taste of certain beers and certain beverages, but I never uh, drank any alcohol for the purpose of taste. I always drank first and foremost for the effect of the alcohol. And uh, over time, I had no idea um, how injurious this was. Um, I could not tell fact from fiction, or as as the doctor says, true from false. Um, I didn't know that uh, the alcohol was a progressive disease and that I was an alcoholic when I was drinking early on. Uh, I knew that it affected me differently than most of my peers, but it was worth the effect, um, and I didn't want to know the truth even if uh, I had to learn about the alcoholic condition. um, I didn't care. I was going to drink for that effect anyway. Um, So over a long drinking career, it did feel like, you know, drinking was normal, that everybody drank. Um, If it wasn't uh, the type of crowd that I wanted to associate with, it was because they weren't drinking. Um, So all of my friends were alcoholics, were hard drinkers because I uh, spent so much time with them, I thought that that was a normal way of life after a long period of time. And uh, throughout my life, uh, restless irritability and discontent emotions were always um, a part of me. My emotions um, could not be tempered without an alcoholic beverage or relief from some sort of other addictive behavior uh... and over time um, drinking became my addiction of choice and uh... i did not get the sense of even ease and comfort um, from anything else that uh... i can think of that came immediately once i took a few drinks um, everything was calm and i was relaxed and i was able to deal with uh... with other people and uh move through life pretty smoothly with uh the effect of alcohol uh ingested in in my mind and body um and then after a while i you know i saw people taking drinks without any punishment that's what impunity means without punishment and um you know i wanted to be like them i would black out and i would not be able to uh to uh to control my drinking uh, every time uh, most of the time I, uh, I would either black out or um, I would uh, drink till I passed out um, and others would be able to have a few drinks and put them down um, when I was restless irritable and discontent um, the phenomenon of craving continued to develop and uh, I would go through a drinking binge or spree as uh, the doctor calls it um, do something regretful and remorseful and feeling that uh, this this alcoholic problem needed to stop and I would make a resolution and mean it that I would never drink again and I would repeat this cycle over and over again um, and uh, after a period of time uh, I would uh, not be able to even enjoy my drinking so what is one to do, uh, unless they break the the cycle. And it says here that, um, without a complete psychic change, uh, there is very little hope from, of my recovery, which mainly means that there's not not, no hope. Um, but, uh, I certainly can not drink, um, and get miserable very quickly, but I don't consider that a, a recovery. Um, according to um, what the book promises in the foreword, towards a useful and whole contented life. Um, So I need to understand that this disease um, requires treatment, uh, whether it would be alcohol uh, or the program outlined in this book. Um, he reads for those on, who have recovered on the second paragraph, excuse me, the first full paragraph of XXIX. On the other hand, and strange as this may seem to those who do not understand, once a psychic change has occurred, the very same person who seemed doomed, who had so many problems he despaired of ever solving them, suddenly finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol. The only effort necessary being that required to follow a few simple rules. Okay, so this is someone who has recovered um, and has experienced a psychic change. uh, Someone who's doomed um, and never thought that he'd be able to solve the drinking problem, let alone every other problem in his or her life. all of a sudden is able to control the desire, which is another word for obsession, uh, as long as uh, this uh, individual followed a few simple rules. Well, what are those rules? Well, the rules are the steps. Uh, Alcoholics don't like rules or authority or directions. So um, a long time ago, Bill Wilson was told by the rest of the members of the group that we gotta change it to suggestions, because an alcoholic won't listen if we tell him what to do. So they changed it to suggestions, um, um, and it was noted that that was objectionable by Bill. And he does sneak in the word directions a couple times um, later on in this book. But uh, the the uh, the point is, is that a newcomer won't listen to authority or directions or rules but uh, the doctor is clearly stating that uh, the steps are these rules that um, are, are the, uh, the program itself. Um, so that being uh, said, they um, continue on with the letter and explain that uh, we need to be able to overcome our cravings um, with the help of a spiritual uh, power. So uh, that means that the alcoholic cannot fix themselves with knowledge alone. Um, the program is a spiritual program. As I stated earlier in the uh, prior podcast, it is a, uh, a program that requires Uh, A power greater than oneself to recover Uh, but that power will come up in a subsequent uh, um, podcast but uh, the step does state that it is of one's own understanding so uh, for now we're focusing on the problem and the problem is this disease that uh, centers uh, in the body and the mind Um, Another important paragraph uh, on page XXVIII, uh, it's the second full paragraph, it says frothy emotional peel seldom suffices. The message which can interest and hold these alcoholic people must have depth and weight. In nearly all cases their ideals must be grounded in a power greater than themselves if they are to recreate their lives. So there uh, is Dr. Silkworth endorsing the spiritual nature of this program. Um, The program um, cannot be implemented uh, through osmosis or uh, listening to others share. Uh, A frothy emotional appeal is a group therapy environment where people are discussing their problems and appealing to the group um, for sympathy and attention and support. And in some cases, that is definitely uh, an approach that needs to happen. It is a part of the process of recovery, is sharing and um, using the fellowship uh, as a support structure, but it does not suffice. We are lo- we are talking about long-term recovery um, in this book, not short-term recovery. And short-term recovery does work if you uh, if you if you tell others your problems in a group setting. But eventually, without uh, depth and weight, um, depth meaning a higher power, and weight meaning the twelve steps, it says he says in nearly all cases. Okay their ideals must be grounded in a power greater than themselves if they are to recreate their lives. So that means that we have to uh, change entirely, change our thinking, change our uh, belief system, change our uh, ideas and all of our concepts about what we think this disease is, uh, and admit what it really is, and and uh, recreate our lives um, and become reborn, if you will, uh, into a a different person that thinks, behaves, and acts entirely different than they once did. Um, And this is a program that is a life program. It is not an overnight program, but the doctor is uh, making it clear that uh, these uh, steps are necessary um, in order to achieve recovery and long-term sobriety. Um, so I, I recommend that uh, you, li- you, you, you read this letter in detail. Um, there are uh, other paragraphs in here that are uh, important. But the high level overview from the doctor um, explains that uh, this is a, uh, a disease that cannot be solved um, just on human aid. You need a power greater than yourself. Uh, and this is coming from somebody who is a non-alcoholic, who, uh, who has worked with hundreds of thousands of people um, implementing treatments that did not work and uh Bill Wilson is somebody that uh Dr. Silkworth knew and uh Bill asked for his endorsement and he did get it and that's why it's in the literature so uh we will move on in the uh in the next um podcast to um Read more about alcoholism and discuss the moving parts of the disease that one can identify with um, coming from another alcoholic, which is Bill Wilson. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference.